0: Welcome to another edition of the War Room here on KLKC Radio. I'm your host Sean Fry. Devin Martinez, who you should fire, Jeff, uh, is happy that the show is online. He begs me every he begs me every week to make sure it gets up online. My guest this week is Jeff Shibe, the Parsons Vikings uh, head football coach. It's football season. Devin Martinez is on your staff, so it can only go down from here, really. <laughs> uh, Jeff, how how we doing now that it's game week?
1: Doing pretty good. You know, it's been a long summer. Long off I hate, season. You know, I hate the summer, man. I Yeah. I, I, it's We're to the point where we want to just play a, a real football game. We've we played a lot of football this summer. Um, and, you know, as a coach, I'm at the point where I just want to get into some game action. I feel like every time we step on the field for a game or, a, you know, the contact scrimmage or practice, I'm like, just don't get anybody hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, we just want to, we want to go into the, the season healthy. We have a couple guys nicked up right now, but uh, for the most part we are, we are staying healthy. Um so yeah, knock on wood, but we're just we're ready to play a football game.
0: Uh talk a little bit about the jamboree that you guys just underwent. You went up to Chanute High School faced Chanute Humboldt and Burlington on the field. Obviously, it's a controlled scrimmage. It's a it's just run X amount of plays. There was no tally of the score or anything like that, but what did you kind of gauge and glean from uh, from your roster or coming out of that? What did you maybe learn uh, that you got to address this coming week?
1: Well, first off, it, it didn't want to storm or rain or lightning all summer long, and then we get ready to <laughs> to, to start off our season. We have a, a thirty minute lightning delay, so you know that was that was unfortunate. Our kids were extremely locked in, right? They were fired up and ready to go, and um, I, that was one of the most locked in warm-ups i've ever seen from a, a, a group of kids and it wasn't even for a game it was for a jamboree but we had a we had a 30 minute delay we actually had to share a locker room with burlington which was kind of awkward yeah and but crowded i would imagine it was it was uh, but they anyways,
0: couldn't we, find just a space for you anywhere
1: well not a, not in shelter so yeah true you know true, they put true, they, true. they put us together with burlington who then we went out and had to play first and we we played very good defense against Burlington, and offensively we drove down, scored a touchdown. Uh, took us you know eight, nine, ten plays to do that, but played very well against Burlington. We then we flipped the field and, and played against uh, Chanute, who is arguably SK league champions. You know they're they're going to be a top five, four, eight team this year, and it it showed. They're, they're you know their offense is is dynamic, but even more impressive is their defense. They're big, they're fast, they're physical. I thought we did okay against them. We, uh, they didn't really run the ball that effectively on us, but uh, Herb, you know, Herb hit Dean on a couple passes and and he got free a couple times. But I thought we, you know, um, did okay against Chenu. We didn't we didn't play great, but then we came back and first play against Humboldt we scored and uh, you know did pretty well. We didn't we only played the varsity for about four or five plays against Humboldt. On both offense and defense, just to you know escape the night without injury free. But overall, it was a it was a good night. Um, we do have some work to do though, and you no, know, I wasn't too pleased with how our offensive line played. I know everybody's probably concerned about that going in. We replaced three starters, um, and our four, uh, you know, our one of our returning starters from last year isn't back to to playing shape quite yet. So realistically, we're replacing four starters on the offensive line and it, it showed Friday night but we're we're gonna get after it and continue to get those kids better and uh you know we'll be ready to play Friday night
0: psychologically it's going to be interesting uh to open the season you guys are at home against Prairie View a team you beat in the playoffs last year I, I am convinced that the town of Prairie View hates Parsons like they like they they, they probably genuinely hate you well there's, because... not t-
1: there's not too many people that do like Parsons so <laughs>
0: But uh, they hate you in an almost respectful way, just because two of their three best seasons that they've had since 2018 uh, have been spoiled by you guys in the playoffs. You beat them. You beat them at Prairie View in 2018 under Kurt Freeze as the head coach, uh, and then last year, a team that beat you by three plus scores very handily in week two or three. Uh, last year. All of a sudden, you come out and uh, beat them in the first round of the playoffs. That was a team that had made it to the state semifinals uh, a year ago and had 19 seniors on that roster that that wanted to go back and make it an even deeper run. I was talking with Scott Marlowe, the voice of the Vikings here on KOKC earlier this week, and we, we agreed Prairie View probably could have beat Gerard and, and continued on. That, that that was a team that could have genuinely made a run. Uh. And you come in and spoil it in that in that week nine first round of the playoffs. What are you kind of expecting in terms of atmosphere, in terms of energy from Prairie View? How your guys are going to come out? They're going to be a much younger team. It's not going to be the same Prairie View team on there. But those coaches and those players, it, it, their season will be made if they come out and get a win in
1: week one. Well, you know, first and foremost, it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a different Prairie View team when it comes to personnel. They. Re- they lost a lot of kids and lost a lot of good players, but their JV, you know, kicked us around a little bit last year, Who, where that game was actually played in Parsons, too. So the JV from Prairie View last year played at Marvel Park. Then the playoff game was at Marvel Park. So they're used the, to it. Yeah. The kids are going to flip around and come back to Marvel Park again and play there three times and, you know, less than a, probably 11 months, 10, 11 months. So, the kids that are coming back for Prairie View are are um, I don't want to say they're they're very inexperienced when it comes to varsity, but they're still good football players. And some of them did play some meaningful varsity minutes last year, but they just didn't start. But works they're a well coached football team. They they won't have as many kids out. Uh, you know I heard they had about thirty kids on the roster this year. Uh, again, that's just that's how many do you have out? That? That's just hearsay. We have 53 on the roster. We suited up 45 at the Jamboree.
0: 53 would be the highest number in the... And I'm going on my ninth season here at the Parsons Sun. Uh, that would be the highest number. It's probably season. dropped...
1: A, I think it's probably down to 51. We've had a couple quitters in the last week or so. But I think we're, we'll are we probably go right around 50 uh, on a good night with no injuries. Mm-hmm. But we we did suit up 45 or 46 at the Jamboree Friday night. So... Good, good numbers. Um, I've never really been into, you know, it, it, it is nice to have numbers out. Don't get me wrong, but I've never if really. If you have the
0: best 22, though, it doesn't matter it, who 23, we, 24, and 25 is. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I would rather have, you know, 35, 40 kids that are completely bought in than have 70 on the roster with 40 bought in and 30 not. Because those 30 but, start to drag those 40. Absolutely, absolutely. So we, we, we do have good numbers. We're kind of right where we want them where we can have good practices, good mm-hmm. scrimmages, and, and, and things like that. but Given your available
0: you know, resources and stuff like ab- that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, like, b- you know, Derby can handle 80, 90
1: kids. Yeah. Yeah, or 130. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, back back to Prairie View, they're going to be well-coached. Coach Luttrell, he's going on, I would say, is probably sixth or seventh year up at Prairie View. And it seems like the last four years, four or five years, they've won either, um, you know, anywhere from eight to 10 games consistently year to year. So he runs a good program. Those kids are tough. They're physical. It's very similar to a a Galena style team where they, uh, they're not trying to fool you with fool you with what they do. They're going to come right at you and say, stop it. So, uh, we're going to have to play physical and, you know, be, be ready to play and be prepared for them Friday night. Uh, You guys obviously
0: return a lot back. One thing you said to me when you came into the studio before we went on air was uh, it's different with expectations. You guys were 7-3 and last year, won a playoff game, uh, and uh, that was coming off uh, two seasons where you had won five combined games. Uh, How do you... Now, you're right. The the microscope is different. Uh, You're not going to surprise anybody. Nobody's going to be like, oh, this... Uh, who are these Parsons guys? No, they're a team that went to that played ten games last year, won seven of them, won a playoff game, and uh, and returns a very very strong core uh, from that group. You guys were very sophomore heavy last year. How do you guys uh, evolve with a target on your back now?
1: It's, yeah, you know, like I said, it's, it's it's different because coming into last year, we had lost you know fourteen or fifteen seniors. Who had you know played a couple of years of RC football for us, and there there wasn't a whole lot of expectations coming into last year. Um, you know the question was well, who's going to play quarterback? You know who's going to replace um, you know production from Tanner Barkas? Who's going to replace production from Ethan Hauk, and and so on and so forth. So there there weren't any expectations. It was it was uh, you know I think we got picked to go like three and five in the Pigskin preview.
0: I had your, uh, I think I had your win and under win win loss total. The over under set at three and a half, and you doubled it. So, God, I... what do I know?
1: Man, <laughs> I'll remember that, Sean. <laughs> I hope you do. <laughs> no, but but you know, it's we do have some kids returning, and I, we we started five sophomores that you know on offense that game at playoff game against Girard. and we want to see those sophomores take that leap, and you know. Take that take that next step because we're not we're not just satisfied of you know losing a, a regional championship game to draw we want to take take those next next steps where we can compete for a state title and uh, our we've had a good summer uh, we've had pretty darn good turnout and you know like I say all the time we don't need 55 60 kids if we got 35 40 dogs that are really ready to go to war with us every Friday night that's that's what we need that's what we want and um so far the kids the kids are super excited we've had very good practices um you know out of all the practices we've had we had we had we had probably one practice where you know things were getting a little bit chippy we you know we we uh tried to get the kids to face a little adversity and see how they responded and you know then we had a discussion about that afterwards at practice and our kids need to need to see a little adversity going into the season so um, like I said, we're just ready to play a football game. We're tired of we're tired of hitting each other, um, and and just ready to, for the Friday night lights.
0: Well, hey, let's go to a quick break. Uh, when we come back, more Jeff Scheibe, uh Parsons Vikings head football coach, here on the War Room on KOKC Radio. Don't go anywhere. We are back here on the War Room here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host Sean Fry. Jeff Scheibe, the head coach of the Parsons Vikings football team, uh, uh, here in studio. Uh, it's football season. We love it. Uh, I- I'll tell you what, Jeff, I hate the summer. And when I went to c- the first game, I covered this for fall sports was an LCC, a little community college, a uh, volleyball game. They beat Port Scott for the first time in at least 10 years. Uh, you know, a very exciting home atmosphere. It was the first time they had played in their home gym in over a year because they had to play at Parsons high school last year That's right. because the gym was being renovated. I left that game. I didn't care who won or lost, but I just left that game happy because I was like, "Oh, finally, I have stuff to do now."
1: Wait, you didn't care who won or lost?
0: I never care who wins or loses. I'm an objective journalist, Jeff. I go out and report the news. I don't care so what not the news for is. You your local team? So who should I root for in week two then, Jeff? Well,
1: <laughs> that's that's easy. I, I, you know, I give you crap about this all time. Are your paychecks stamped by the Parsons Sun or they're, the Altamont Sun? They're stamped by Kansas Newspapers, LLC. <laughs> Do you report for the Parsons Sun or LeBec County Sun? I hate you so much. <laughs> Answer the question.
0: I report for the Parsons Sun and the Chanute Tribune, which covers <laughs> multiple counties and multiple school districts. <laughs> God. Speaking of LeBec County, I, ha- I came up with an interesting question for you. Uh, Lebeck County is coming off a winless season. Before that, they won two games uh, the prior year. Uh, Lebeck County is undoubtedly a team, a program that has struggled in recent memory. Parsons knows all about that over the last decade. What would your advice be uh, to the LeBec County coaches and players on how to spark a turnaround? because you're in the midst of that right now you just took a team that had won five games over the previous two years and before that had only had like one winning season in a decade uh and had multiple winless seasons in that stretch you you see you you have produced some of the results that that county is seeking what would your advice be to them
1: well i mean first off sean price doesn't need any advice he's
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's probably what he's Saying that right now. Well, he's a. Vet, I mean, he's
1: a veteran coach. He's, you know, he's been through the ups and downs. He's coached really good teams. One of the best teams I ever,
0: I've covered in the eight nine years that I've been here is his Chautauqua team. My very first year here. Yeah. There was a three week stretch where I was a Chautauqua football beat writer. My first and, year here. And
1: sh- I I actually played against Sean Price when he was the head coach at Columbus. Mm-hmm. So my my uh, let's see sophomore junior senior year. At Parsons, he was the head coach at Columbus. So what years were that? That would have been the fall of '04 through '06. Mm-hmm. So Sean's been doing this for a long time. He don't he don't need any advice from a a 34 year old kid who just started coaching. But you know, I think um, he runs a good program down there, and i have, I have nothing but respect for him. We we talk quite a bit, to be honest with you. I mean, Friday night before the jamboree he texted me and said good luck coach and you know things like that and every time we meet up in the summer we we have good conversations but um so coach coach price don't don't need any advice he knows what he's doing and um you know i i think they got a really talented freshman class they they are still pretty young even though um you know, even though I know they went winless last year, but they were playing a lot of freshmen, a lot of sophomores.
0: Their defense wasn't an zero nine defense.
1: No, their defense has been stout. You know, yeah. they they've lost a lot of close games, whether it be like thirteen to seven or or twenty one to thirteen or twenty one to fourteen. So it's not like they're getting you know ran out of off the field every single night. Their defense is they're a fat. I mean, they're not. You know, they're physical and they're tough. So that's what Lebec County does. They they play tough, physical defense. Um, you know where they've struggled probably the last couple of years is having that you know run game. Almost yeah. every
0: single one of their scoring drives is based is essentially off a turnover. Where Lebec County has a short field, uh, Lebec County over the last few years offensively has almost been enabled to. You know, put stitch together a seventy-five yard drive off a kickoff that was a touchback. Yeah, and and that's tough. I mean, to put that much pressure on a defense.
1: Well, you know, I know they're going to have a couple of really talented receivers this year. Their quarterback can spin the football. From what I've seen this summer, they're probably going to be really young at running back. Um, I think a couple freshmen are going to carry most of the load for them. Uh, they had a kid that they had a kid that transferred in, I believe, from the Topeka area who. Uh, was an eighth year last year. Who's now a freshman. He's a good player. He's fast. So I think LeBec County is going to surprise some people with how much more improved they are this year. And uh, like I said, I I have nothing but respect for Coach Price, and he he's a he's a I consider him a friend of mine. And you know it's, it'll be fun week two. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: looking at kind of, I, I want to you know, I don't want to take the spotlight off football, but kind of looking at the season as a whole and where high school athletics are as a whole, you're going into your third year as a head coach uh, at a 4A program or a 3A program for football, 4A and every other sport. Uh, what do you feel like some issues are that are pressing high school athletics right now? And I guess one I could directly ask you about is an official shortage, how that, you know, kind of what your perspective is on that from a co- from a, from a coach's box uh, where you have – I don't want to portray you as some as some freaking rage monster but you have no problem getting after officials but I've always watched you get after them and I mean they never throw I've never seen them actually throw a flag on you you seem to know where the line is and and how to interact with them you know so to speak how do you kind of see the issue of an of official shortage evolving and from your perspective I learned
1: that from Bill Sill. if you ever watch him on the sidelines he just knows where to he knows when he's, he's crossed the line or when he's about to cross the line. He holds back. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> uh, no, I I'll be honest with you. There was a couple times last year I wish I would have had back when it when it came to officials. I let my emotions get the best of me, and I think if anyone was at that game, they they probably saw it. But uh, you know, there was a there was a the biggest one was probably you know the preview game playoff game. There was an inadvertent whistle on a fumble that we recovered. Inside our own ten yard line, and I had a blow up, and we had we had that they, we had that crew a couple weeks before, and they missed a couple very, you know, blatant pass interference calls. But I need to do a better job of setting the example for not only the rest of the coaches, but for my kids. I, I you know I tried to I I that's one thing I'm going to work on a lot this year is. Um, Laying off the officials a little bit, but i i do a i do a good job of of building a relationship with the officials and getting to know them before the game and and you know, just talking to them about other things other than just a football game before the game. So, um, you know they they my first year, I'll, I'll admit, I I was kind of intimidated by officials because here I am, this thirty two year old coach that you know. Inexperienced, and um, you know, just I just felt like I was this really young kid with these very veteran officials, and I thought I just um,
0: there's got to be a balance though between uh, you know, you you don't want to again, you don't want to look like a rage monster out there. I I would never characterize you as that. I, 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 but. Because the way I saw it, a lot of times, I wasn't at that Prairie View game. I was at the state championship tournament for Labette County huh. Volleyball. Interesting. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Haley Phillips was there for the Parsons Sun, and she did a terrific job taking she photos. Did. I watched the game from stream. We conducted our post-game interview. I was in that media room at, uh, at uh, Hutch.
1: We might request her more often. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But uh, there's got to be a balance between, uh, you know, you don't want to come off as a rage monster, too. If you actually are sticking up for your players, for your kids, because if you stick up for them, then the kids aren't going to feel the need to go off the officials themselves. There's if, if they have someone sticking up for them, they can just go out there and play.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. Sometimes, you know, we, we hear this all the time. There's a lot of people that think that officials don't like Parsons, you know, because of our reputation in the past. We've been undisciplined where we've got on the officials, whether it be the kids, coaches, whatever. So we're trying to, you know, put that reputation behind us and play good, clean, hard football, not run our mouths, no late hits, no personal fouls, things of that nature. So I think we're getting pretty close to that point where the officials have a little bit more respect for us. Um and in return, you know, we got to show them respect. And our our state is having a, a a referee crisis right now. So, if you're listening to this, if if you if you have any interest in, and in being an official, we we need you. Um, I promise I won't yell at you on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Who, you know, there's a Galena, there was a former Galena linebacker who's at Pitt State. The name is escaping
1: me. I think Sarwinsky. it's Sarwinski.
0: Yeah. Forget his first name. I think it's PJ. Yeah. Uh, that sounds right. He is officiating high school events right now.
1: And I, I saw that um, Bo and PJ Sarwinski actually officiated or umpired the LeBec County Parsons baseball game last year hmm. in the in the spring. So I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I was talking with Jeff Hines out of Paola last week Bowden, on the show. Bo
1: didn't give us very many calls, by the way, that game. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I was talking with Jeff Hines last week on this show. He's the principal out of Paola. Uh, he's, he spoke, testified to the State Board of Education on the multiplier that's up. But we talked about the official shortage as well, and kind of we, we brainstormed some ideas. We think that Keisha should be recruiting from colleges more. Uh, that, you know, go on to these campuses— you know, put up flyers, maybe have a seminar. Uh, it, it's a it's a good schedule that fits a college student because most of your officiating assignments are going to be in late afternoon or evening when most of your classes are done. It, the is not bad. Like, I'm not saying pay can't be better, but from what I've heard heard from some officials, I've always thought if and when I retire or, or step away from journalism and I just get a normal job, I'm going to officiate because it's a yeah. good way to stay. I, I'll finally get back into shape and... I'll probably make as much, I'll probably make some decent money on it. I, I think attacking those colleges can be a fix for that.
1: No doubt I think you know, I go back to when I was a 21, 22-year-old kid, if if there was Keshia officials that actually like came to our like one of our practices and had a 15-20 minute talk with with the whole team afterwards about, you know, what you need to do to be an official, I probably would have signed up back then. and,
0: and even if they get just
1: two or three out of there. Exactly. That's, but,
0: you, you know, or let's say you get four, there's a crew.
1: But if you hit up Washburn, Emporia State, Pitt State, Missouri Southern, yeah, all the, you know, all this Fort Hayes State, you could, you could probably recruit 20 to 30 kids to, to help officiate. And mm-hmm. Generally, those kids are going to know the rules of the game and, and it'll be an easy adjustment for them.
0: Yeah. Well, hey, that'll do it uh, for the show. Jeff, good luck this season. I'm excited uh, to see what Parsons looks like, uh, week one, week two, going to be very exciting times for the Parsons Vikings. You guys are playing a Prairie View team, that's a playoff rematch, and then a renewal of that Labette County rivalry down in Altamont, uh, my hometown. No, <laughs> yeah. Sean Fry, the Altamont son. That's right. Uh, that'll do it here. On the war room. Thanks for as always, uh for coming in. Uh, can't wait for football season to start. Can't wait for fall sports really to get in full swing. Parsons volleyball has a chance to be really good this year yeah, too. They, they, they are, are going to contend for a league title. It's going to be a fun. You, and you have Kinsey Baldwin, who's a returning league champion in cross country. It has an opportunity to be a very fun fall for That's Parsons a good High School too. Absolutely, they looked good in their home opening tournament. Uh, they're a very young team. They're. Uh, I believe the only player the last year, there were only a couple of players last year who played significant varsity matches outside of Sydney Shively, and they took second to Independence, only lost by one point.
1: Should be a fun sports year at Parsons High School. Both boys and girls basketball should uh, should be you know on the rise. Got a lot of returning players. Baseball has some returning mm-hmm. players. Softball under under the list guys are, are are much better. Um, you know, then we have Cato taking over the wrestling program who. He's going to do a fantastic job. So things are things are look, looking up with Parsons High School Athletics.
0: Absolutely, that'll do it on the War Room. I'm your host, Sean Fye. Everybody, stay safe and God bless.